and welcome. You're listening to Help with Ashley Yagi, where I share shortcuts to success for optimal mental health, meaningful relationships, and living the life God is calling you to. Because don't we all need just a little help now and then? I know I sure do. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, friends. We have a Father in Heaven who greatly desires to bless us. Do you know this is true? I know this is true. Have you experienced this in your life? I have experienced this in my life. Do you remember Elder Bednar's conference talk on tender mercies from when he was first called to be an apostle? He said, quote, I testify that the tender mercies of the Lord are real and that they do not occur randomly or merely by coincidence. The Lord's tender mercies are the very personal and individualized blessings, strength, protection, assurances, guidance, loving kindnesses, consolation, support, and spiritual gifts which we receive from and because of and through the Lord Jesus Christ. I testify that the tender mercies of the Lord are available to all of us and that the Redeemer of Israel is eager to bestow such gifts upon us. And that was from the General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in April of 2005. The Redeemer of Israel is eager to bestow such gifts upon us. He's eager. He's wanting to bless us. He's waiting to bless us. (laughs) And what does he want to bless us with? He wants to bless us with strength, protection, assurance, guidance, loving kindness, consolation, support, spiritual gifts, and blessings individualized blessings, personal blessings, beautiful truths here, my friends. In the guide to the scriptures, it states the beautiful truth that shows three ways God the Father and his Son Jesus Christ grant us these blessings. It says, quote, all blessings are based on eternal laws. See Doctrine and Covenants 130 verses 20 to 21. Because God wants his children to find joy in life, see Second Nephi 2.25, He grants blessings to them as a result of their, one, obedience to his commandments, see Doctrine and Covenants 82.10, two, in answer to a prayer or priesthood ordinance, see Doctrine and Covenants 19.38, three, or through his grace, 2 Nephi 25.23, end quote. Did you hear those three ways? Through obedience, in answer to a prayer or use of priesthood power or covenants, or through his grace. Sometimes he just blesses us because he can, because he's eager to, because he's wanting to. In the last conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Vern Stanfield gave the talk called The Imperfect Harvest. He talks about this grace and he said, quote, The grace of a loving Savior will make up the difference in ways we cannot imagine. We can see this principle in effect when the Savior fed the 5,000. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Do you ever wonder how the Savior must have felt about this young boy who, with the faith of a child, offered what he must have known to be woefully inadequate in the face of the task at hand? And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, 
he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. The Savior perfected the humble offering. Shortly after this experience, Jesus sent his disciples ahead on a boat. They soon found themselves on a stormy sea in the middle of the night. They became frightened when they saw a ghostly figure walking toward them on the water. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Brothers and sisters, that may not have been the end of the conversation. I believe that as Peter and the Savior walked back to the ship arm in arm, Peter soaking wet and perhaps feeling very foolish, the Savior may have said something like this, O Peter, fear not and worry not. If you could see yourself as I see you, your doubt would fade and your faith increase. I love you, dear Peter. You got out of the boat. Your offering is acceptable. And even though you faltered, I will always be there to lift you from the depths. And your offering will be made perfect. He continues, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf taught, I believe the Savior Jesus Christ would want you to see, feel, and know that he is your strength. That with his help, there are no limits to what you can accomplish. That your potential is limitless. He would want you to see yourself the way he sees you. And that is very different from the way the world sees you. He gives power to the weary and to those who feel powerless. He increases strength. And back to his own words, he says, We must remember that whatever our best but imperfect offering is, the Savior can make it perfect. No matter how insignificant our efforts may seem, we must never underestimate the Savior's power. A simple word of kindness, a brief but sincere ministering visit, or a primary lesson lovingly taught can, with the Savior's help, provide comfort, soften hearts, and change eternal lives. Our clumsy efforts can lead to miracles, and in the process, we can participate in a perfect harvest. And President Russell M. Nelson teaches us, the Lord loves effort. The Savior stands ready to accept our humble offerings and perfect them through His grace. With Christ, there is no imperfect harvest. We must have the courage to believe that His grace is for us, that He will help us, rescue us from the depths when we falter, and perfect our less-than-perfect efforts." End quote. This pattern happens again and again throughout Scripture and throughout church history and our own personal histories. We bring our imperfect offering, and through Him it is made perfect, complete, whole, beautiful, amazing. The loaves and the fishes, Peter getting out of the boat. Other examples that come to mind are His turning water into wine. He asks us to bring the water, and then He takes something ordinary and makes it into something wonderful and special. The woman who fed Elijah the prophet, she gave what she had and he made it into something life-giving and sustaining. The woman with a great debt who wanted to save her son from being sold into slavery. She was asked to bring vessels and they were empty, but he filled them. When we are empty but bring ourselves to him, he can fill us. 
The brother of Jared in the Book of Mormon is another example. He brings the stones and the Lord touches them and they become a light to sustain us in the darkness. He can change our offering into sustaining light for ourselves or for those around us. I think of the Father in the New Testament who wants his son to be healed by Christ. He uses his faith to bring his son to Christ, and he knows his faith is imperfect. When asked if he believes, he says, Yea, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. And his offering is made perfect as his son receives the healing miracle. We bring our particle of faith again and again, and he will help transform it into what it needs to be for the miracles to be made manifest in our lives. He perfects our offerings, meager as they are. In summary today, my friends, our Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, greatly desire to bless us. They can and they do. The Guide to the Scriptures states, quote, All blessings are based on eternal laws. Because God wants his children to find joy in life, he grants blessings to them as a result of their obedience to his commandments in answer to a prayer or priesthood ordinance or through his grace, end quote. His blessings are over us all and available to you through your obedience, through your prayers, through the priesthood, through your covenants, and through his mercy and grace. And his blessings are over those you love through your obedience, through your prayers, through the priesthood, through your covenants, and through his mercy and grace. He desires greatly to bless us. He will take our meager offerings and he will perfect them. He will transform them. He will make them complete and whole according to our need. Let us continue to show up. Let us bring what we can. Let us allow our faith to move us when he asks for our small offerings so we can bring it for him to enact the miracles. I will end with one final quote from Gospel Living. It says, quote, Some people think of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ as angry and stern beings, always looking for an excuse to withhold blessings. But the truth is the opposite. Quote, Hearken and hear, O ye my people, saith the Lord and your God, ye whom I delight to bless with the greatest of all blessings. End quote. Doctrine and Covenants 41 verse 1. The Lord is eager to bless us. It makes him happy. End quote. This is the God I believe in and have come to know, and I share these things in the name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Have an amazing week, my friends. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and share to keep these episodes coming. The content shared is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be used for diagnosing or treating a mental health problem.